Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties, in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics, present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Schaap. Welcome back to another Big Talk on Little Rock podcast. We are joined by John Barron, the Director of Athletic Performance here at Little Rock. This segment brought to you by Jason's Deli. JB, thanks for sitting down with us. Hey, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You've been here since 2006. Right. And that's when you were named Head of Athletic Performance, the Director of Athletic Performance. Did you understand then what all you were getting into? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being a director means, it, but it was really just a director of one, me. And then we had, what, 15 teams, so quite quite busy. Yeah, and now you have three teams that you're responsible for. Right. Men's and women's basketball and volleyball. Right. Um, what sport really gets you motivated? You know, that's a really good question. I think all of them do once you understand it, which I really didn't. I kind of overthought it at first. But most sports and most athletes are successful can, you know, do their, they have really skill, good skill, and they can apply force quicker than the other kids. And that's really what it comes down to. So once you understand the movements of their sport, it's really a beautiful thing to watch and see where you can help them. And you're a numbers guy. Uh, absolutely. You love crunching numbers. I, I, I hear from Coach Foley all the time. He's like, yeah, Barron said, you know, da 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 I mean, he's just always crunching numbers and stuff. So – how does that play into or work with what you do now? Well, it's, that's another good question. Uh, and it's not that's just me. It's a whole department because this is really what we're driving. So let's just take basketball or volleyball or any sport. Let's just start with basketball. Um, the NBA Combine, that's a great database. So mm-hmm. is the WNBA. So that's a database of tests they do and what the historical averages are. You can go online and have access to by position. So if you have somebody with aspirations to play at the next level or just get a kind of good idea where you are athletically, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can go off those numbers because those are the best in the world. And they do the combine for a reason. You've got to be able to play, but you've got to be able to play at a level that allows you to play at that level, right? Right. So we've got to see where they're at. And, and then we, we want to you know, obviously want to improve that every year. We might have somebody that can really run really fast, but they can't move laterally or they can't jump or they're straight up jumper. But when they put momentum to it, they can't, they can't utilize it. So it tells us a lot. Uh, also body fat. Um, you know, we've measured that. Not so much for the fat. Most basketball players are pretty lean. But also, uh, we, we have found through testing body fat with ultrasound that if they increase their muscle mass, guess what happens? They increase how much force they can put in the ground to their body weight. And that's the name of the game for what we can help them with. If we can do that quicker with more force, and if they have any skill at all, they should be able to use utilize that. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. So you went from a person of one in 2006 to now you have an assistant you have a volunteer and a graduate assistant can you define what those three positions mean yeah so it's what it means for our teams here is they got somebody there that's exclusively for them whereas you know when it's just you yeah you're going to be there but how much time can you really give and plus you have men and women's basketball with really high expectations and back then in the old days, before four years ago, the coaches couldn't do anything with them in the summer. So guess who was in charge? It of was making, you. Yes. 
And so you had a little pressure coming into the fall. You know, if they're dropping out five minutes into individuals, who are they going to look at, the kid or me? Well, of course, you know who. (laughs) (laughs) Which I got a funny story. Um, When I came over here, I was all about putting force in the ground and getting them uh, really fast and all that, which I did. Um, But then I really didn't really understand what was before them in the fall. And so I'm out there, and it's Coach Shields at that time, and five minutes into the workout, I quickly surmised my guys were gassed. <laughs> it's over, you know. So, you know, so I quickly uh, had to, you know, get my game up as far as we got to not only be able to do it, we need to be able to repeat it over and over and over mm-hmm. without losing conscious. <laughs> I think the first time that, uh, well, I remember 2014-15 season because that's the first time I did the games with uh, the Little Rock women, and, we are down in New Orleans at the Sunbelt Conference basketball tournament, and Foley just had a stacked team that year. He's very good. You had Kenesha Cobbins. You had Kira Clark. You had uh, Shannon James. You had Taylor Galt. Uh, just one of the best teams that this school has seen I in women's so. basketball. But after every game down there in the tournament, I mean, it's back. I think at the time it might have been back-to-back. We might have had a day off in between. But I remember we were always getting pasta to eat. Right. Pasta, carbs. pasta, pasta. Right. So what, what does that do for the student athletes when they're playing a stretch of games like that? That's a good question. So we know that uh, sport uh, like basketball, stop and go, it's glycogen is what fuels that power. It's not fat. It's really not protein. You need that for recovery. But glycogen, you deplete it at a very alarming rate. Uh, and when you're in heavy competition. And so the fastest way to get it is to actually eat pasta or rice, something like that. It gets in your system pretty quickly, and that's why you want to do it. So you can have that energy source because fat's slow. Glycogen is right there available, right? And mm-hmm. so that's what you want. And it's really important to have or you're going to cramp up. I think every every game day it's Olive Garden before the game. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a wise strategy. Yeah. And, and, and it worked uh, yeah. because that team – well, let, let me just share this. That was one of the best-shaped teams we've ever had here. Um, and, and, and that's because they worked. They had talent, but they could work, too. And I think they, they go together. Um, and when you look at, like, let's take Kenesha Cobbins, for example. We get out to Phoenix, and we go to practice after we land there for the NCAA tournament. We've got uh, Texas A&M is the first game up. We, we land on a – I think a Thursday, we played them on a Saturday. So coach wanted to get a little bit of practice in on that Thursday. 15 minutes into practice, she rolls her ankle. But for her being in the shape that she was in, does it help an athlete bounce back quicker when they're in better shape? It does, but it's also mental. You've gone that far, and she's a pretty tough kid. And I think that's what it is. Or yeah, It does hurt, and hurts every time they move. Some people can handle that better than others. Usually champions can handle it. It means something to him. And I've talked to Coach Foley about that second game out there against Arizona State, and he said, oh. yeah, you, you, you throw in a banked three-pointer with a second on the shot clock, and then there's some phantom four-point play that was called. That team, I think, JB, if they would have beaten Arizona State, there's a good chance they could have been an Elite Eight team because Arizona State played Florida State the next game. They just blew them off the court. And Arizona State had to fly from – uh, all the way out west to the east coast to play that game. I think it's in Greensboro, North Carolina, if, if memory serves me correct. But I've seen, I, I know you've seen some good teams come through here, but that one's got to be and, and top one or two. Total package. You know, they had this. They were. They had the IQ and they had the physical. 
You know, to me, it really started um, back with Chaz, Chazia Reed's group, mm -hmm. Shanika Butler and Azra Rofe and that group. And I remember uh, being so excited. I felt I went up. I was running upstairs to tell Coach after I did an athletic assessment that, "Hey, your freshmen are better than your seniors." Of course, he already knew that. But uh, right, <laughs> yeah, I was so excited that their numbers were so far off the chart because I knew if they could play at all, we had something special there. Yeah, and, and they turned out to be a pretty special group. When you interact with the coaches, and now it's Daryl Walker on the men's side. Mm -hmm. It was Chris Beard for a year. Right after Steve Shields, uh, Joe Foley's been the staple here on the women's side. What's that interaction like? Well, I mean, I think, you know, kind of like getting to know each other this long of a period of time. Uh, the interaction is I, I try to tell something, maybe not every global uh, or fact I know, but something hopefully meaningful to them uh, that maybe this is something where we could help them with on this kid or what, or I might say, what do you think about this kid losing 10 pounds? I'm not saying they're heavy, but for the minutes they're playing or something along those lines. So that kind of dialogue with the uh, respect to the athleticism, I think they, you know, they kind of understand that. Uh, they know I get it really excited about that. And, and they can see it, too. Uh, most of them come out and see the testing and those things. But really, the, what I try to do is give them feedback on my experience with a kid, you know, and those type of things that I think might be beneficial where, where we could help them. We're sitting now with John Barron, the Director of Athletic Performance here at Little Rock. This is Big Talk on Little Rock. It's now available for listening on your iPhone, iPad, Android, tablet, PC, Amazon Echo device, Roku, or in your car through the Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify apps. We'll be back with more. This segment was brought to you by Jason's Deli, but we'll be back with more right after these words from Highland Dairy and Baptist Health. Hey, athletes, it's time to rethink your recovery drink. Did you know that Highland Dairy's chocolate milk is your natural post-exercise recovery drink? With high-quality protein and key electrolytes, it helps you rehydrate, replenish, and rebuild. Plus, it tastes great, too. Read more at HighlandDairy.com. Your workout's done, but your body isn't. Refuel with Highland Chocolate Milk, nature's recovery drink. Highland. It's a splash of fresh flavor. You're born amazing. And at Baptist Health, we want to keep you that way. In fact, that's our mission to not only provide the most skilled doctors and nurses to heal you from sickness or injury and comprehensive care to support your recovery, but also to be your guide to health. Also, you can keep on inspiring, keep on reaching, and keep on amazing. See some of Baptist Health's amazing stories at keeponamazing.com. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. Director of Athletic Performance, John Baring, sitting down with me. This segment brought to you by Ameri Pride, JB, volleyball. Yeah. The athletes that play that game, tall, long ladies, can jump out of the gym, some of them. And then you have some that are short and stocky. They're the ones that set up those yep. ladies. And, and, and uh, how does that sport uh, translate to athletic training and, and, and what you see in athletic performance? Well, that's a 100% correlation there between how much, you know, you know, think about it this way. If you've ever been to a volleyball game, and the higher you jump, the more the floor opens up for you. And so if you can jump over, you're going to have more shots available to you. And also the quicker you can jump. Very similar to basketball, even though there's more physicality, obviously, in basketball and more of in shape. But really, uh, 300 jumps is really hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'd be a repeat that. So to improve their vertical jump is really critical for those athletes. They usually get a step in, so a little momentum jumping. 
uh, and also to be able to repeat it. That is a critical thing you can help them with. And if it, this playing volleyball was the answer, they wouldn't need me. Um, Trey, I've seen kids improve almost a foot here. And that just, you know, Melora Marina, who was here a, long, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, really great student. Uh, I remember testing her like 9-4. That's really below average for this level. You'd like to see 9-8 to 10. 10 is really good at this level. Um, Adina, probably the best volleyball player we've had here, came in around 9-10. They're, they're special. Um, she, but she got up to 10-1.5. So I'm talking uh, Marina. So it's, you know, that's, that's a game show. She became an right. all-league player. Right. She couldn't even do a push-up when she got here. <laughs> really really so she was on that 2014 that was you know top 25 team so she'd come in the weight room because she knew she wasn't going to play and we did some just basic strength stuff and it's amazing how much that helped her and in, in how determined she was to get to get that benefit how satisfying for you is it when you see a player like that that comes in can't do a push-up when they get here as a freshman but by the time they're a senior well they can't get out of the training room right they, i mean the, the weight room training right. they want to be in there all the time that's right they see a correlation there and it's it's just that it's just using your brain to help somebody and it's the more you do this the more you have tools to help somebody you just you know it just takes time you just can't read a book everybody has to pass a certification test and all those things but you're really not ready it's like anything else in life you mm-hmm. you, you know problems or issues present opportunities to learn and help people and that's what it's all about i think some people think of an athletic performance or or a uh, weightlifting coach as someone that is going to be in your face just yelling all the time you're not like that no not at all um i wouldn't want to i mean i've been in the real world and that didn't work uh it's a partnership and uh you the kid has to want to do it the athlete has to see the benefit you as a coach need to see where their strong strengths are where they want to go and then you got to help them and convince them this is the part of the path for you to get there Without that, it's it's this it's you're yelling and they're not listening. Right. I, I have kids. I know how this works. <laughs> Goes in one ear and out the other. After a while. <laughs> <laughs> this past season, um, obviously, was one that Joe Foley would like to forget. Um, it wasn't the best season by far that Little Rock has had. But on the men's side, Daryl awesome. Walker uh, picked 11th uh, in the preseason polls. Ends up winning the league by two games. And needed to win two more games, and they would have been in the NCAA tournament. And just unfortunately, this COVID-19 pops up. Um, that, that had to have been tough for you as well. Oh, yeah. Well, just what a great job the coach has done there. And, um, you know, like you said, picked 11th. And, but a young team missing, you know, really good players for about half the year. Of course, that got, you know, had me something to do to train them. That was a lot of fun for me mm-hmm. uh, to keep them in shape. And, you know, hopefully – and I think they did come back in shape – but uh, they needed that game experience, too. And I think we'll see both of them be way better this year. But, yeah, it was special. And it's, as you know, it's hard to do what, what Coach did. I think Coach Beard and him are the only two guys have done that. And would have liked to see him if we could have got to the tournament and maybe even make some noise. That team's very athletic. They got a lot of height. And that's a problem. And they got a lot coming back. They do. But, as you know, it, every year is different. Well, it is. Yeah. It is. But I think uh, – the the motto around Little Rock Athletics is unfinished business Absolutely. because uh, the baseball team was very good yep. this past season, and we saw where Kel Limshoff went, um, you know, to Kansas City. Uh, didn't go in the draft, but but they they selected him, um, and so you look at that and you see 
what the potential could be next year, yes, Coach Walker has everybody back, basically. It's exciting. So that has to, that has to fuel you a little oh, bit yeah. during this offseason, does it not? Well, we have eight here right now, eight in town, and uh, they're coming in. We're working out four days a week. We've got up to eight hours, and also they're getting shots up. And that's really what it takes. Um, even before we could have kids here in June, the special kids, the, guy, the kids, girls and guys, who become you know, all-conference and really impactful players, they're here. Remember little Mo? Oh, my gosh. Mo Thompson. i got to tell you this. Um, great story. Uh, I didn't even notice her freshman year. Most of the people I don't notice are on the end of the rack. I don't put them there. That's where they put themselves. They want to stay away from me, I guess. But I don't know the reason. But I remember her being really small and really weak. And then she said at the end, then she didn't get to play at all. And she said, you know, Coach, I want to work out this summer. I want to work on my game. But I know I need to get physically stronger. And I would argue that she might be the pound for pound the strongest girl female athlete we've ever had here. Really? Yes. Little Monique Townsend. Unbelievable. Um, Yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, She benched 175, weighing 132, and she squatted 240, which is more than most of our kids right now can do, weighing much more. So, yeah, she and she played a lot of minutes. Um, Got great shape, and you know that's what I. That's what's fun about this. You never know what a kid can do and that's and I would have never picked her out for that at all no and she came every year every summer and she and Charday Collins did the same thing and Kim Sitzman and Marion Kirsch and and I, I can name guys John Fowler Shane Edwards and of course these guys now are coming and mm-hmm. so and I think you know that's what it takes they got to want to be here and they got to have a purpose and they want to be good I think Charday Collins obviously a Sunbelt player of the year um, her senior year, and, and that team was, was a very good team. Um, and then Monique Townsend, like you said, I mean, one of the smallest players that Coach Foley's ever brought in. And I remember JB just being in practice, and she would just get chewed up and down. Oh, yeah. Her facial expression never changed. Never. Never changed. Mm. <laughs> she took it, and she's like, okay, I understand that. I got to do better. Then she'd make the same mistake again. She'd get the same chewing again, and it was no change of facial expression whatsoever. I mean, she was – if there's a, a picture in the dictionary of student-athlete, I think her picture would be right next to it. She's something else. But we've had a lot of kids here. You have. Like yeah, and on both sides, men and women. And that's really what it takes. I mean, John Fowler, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. One of the toughest human beings I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, just That was a great group there. Great, you know, a lot of athletes. Um, Shane Edwards, great athlete. He's, I still train Shane. I want to ask you about Marquise Noel. He's awesome. And just what he was able to do last year for the basketball team. I mean, there were games he put them – Oh, on his back. I mean, you're talking about uh, confidence and just his range. Uh, what a big jump he made from one year to the next. And, uh, I mean, he, he physically is really strong. I mean, he can dunk. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not very tall. He's, my, he's shorter than me. I, maybe don't, he might not like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but he can dunk. And, uh, but he's got great confidence and obviously great skill. And uh, he's a fearless guy. And that's what it takes. I yeah. mean, you could see that, uh, honestly, uh, when we were doing conditioning, he would, you know, everybody would be dragging. He'd be saying, I love this stuff. You know, this is, you know, you need somebody like that, especially somebody that's good. To drive the rest of the team. It has to be somebody who's good that does that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what counts. And he was that guy. What about Root Mon Young? How do you put some meat 
on well, those Well, you know, those Root's bones. here. And he wants to get the, you know, quite a bit larger, but that's not his game. His game is length. His game is like he has un- unbelievable timing, and he knows how to use his You length. cannot coach height. You can't coach this timing, though, either, in my opinion. Of course, Coach Walker could speak to this way better than I can. What am I? I mean, <laughs> but, like, he's, you know, he touches 11-11. He almost touches 12 feet. Wow. Okay. Uh, and so does Nicole. Nicole's hit 12 feet. Nicola at 250 or 245. We don't have a lot of guys do that before. Uh, so you you got to know what kind of athlete you are. And to me, like I told Root, if we can get you bending well and get your quad stronger so your knees don't hurt during the season, I think that's a win for you. You're not a strength player, a power player. You're, you're, you, you have a unique skill set. And the last thing I want you to do is slow you down in, in your decision-making because you can't move as well. And so I want him to move better with no pain. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I don't want – I don't. you know, a lot of people say, well, we've got to put 40 pounds. Look at him. He's all legs mm-hmm. and he's length. All I would be doing is destroying what makes him a unique player in our level. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about a couple more players and we'll take another break. Um, Chastity Reed. Yeah. And Taylor Galt. Oh, wow. They're, uh, they're very special. I just talked to Chaz the other day. She called me last Sunday. Uh, Chastity Reed was a very strong-willed uh, person, uh, definitely an alpha uh, from day one. Um, I, I will say this, and this is not from a basketball guy, so take it for what it's worth. Um, and, and I saw more improvement from her from freshman to sophomore and then another jump to her junior year than more than any player I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that says, I mean, she was she really knew what she's really determined. She's somewhat hard hitted. Uh, it's definitely a partnership coaching her. It's not my way or the highway. I think and, she would agree with that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she she's uh, she's worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor was a little quiet. Um, I'll say this about Taylor. I'll give you a little known fact about her. She got where she could touch over rim flat footed. I mean, she's five eight. Uh, that's a thirty one. And I think a 31, 31 and a half vert standing, wow. which doesn't mean anything to anybody um, listening or maybe you. But what that is, it's 99 percentile of the population in the country of athletes. She's in the top. She could have done any sport. She could have run track here. She could do anything here. She is a special athlete. She's so kind of mild and, you know, unassuming. Uh, but, I mean, what a talent. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, what a talent. Yeah. Physically, it's just as good as I've seen. Wasn't tremendously strong, but but with one exception, her legs. And yeah. guess what? That's what really counts in athletics. Chastity's in the Hall of Fame, and I have no doubt Taylor Gault will be there sometime I so. soon. I hope so. Yep. We'll take another break. This segment brought to you by Mary Pride. We'll come back and wrap it up with JB after this from Triple S Alarm and Pepsi. Security needs to be at the top of the list when it comes to your family, home, and lifestyle. It all starts with our security system, which lets you add control of lights, door locks, thermostats, and more. In addition to dimming a light, locking a door, or adjusting the thermostat, you can combine all of these to work with the press of one button on your keypad or phone. It's state-of-the-art security that fits into your lifestyle and your life. Give us a call today to learn more. Triple S Alarm, 501-664-4599. Hello, human. This is a Mountain Dew ad, and we're about to crank things up in this booth. For starters, I don't like my voice. Let's change it. You, get in here. All right. Somebody, hand me some maracas. That's it. I'm starting to feel it now. Dew guy, drop a beat. How's this? Dew, yeah. 
I just got gooses. Keep it going. HR department, start chanting. Yes. Gorgeous. Lady in the corner, what do you do? Terrifying. I love it. Toss in a bucket of snakes. Kick it. Bagpipes! I need them! Wizard, summon a storm. Ooh, mama. It's like a freaky spa up here. Elephants, contribute! Jim, smack yourself with a fish. <laughs> it's the most beautiful sound that has ever been. Mm. If you've got a mouth and a brain, crack open a Mountain Dew and reward your gullet with that old citrus kick. Until next time, do the do. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. We're sitting down with John Barron, the director of athletic performance for your Little Rock Trojans. Uh, JB, on the men's side, Rajon Tucker. Freak of freaks. And he's you, in the NBA now. Yeah, and um, if you would if you would have been in the combine, he would have been one or two. Uh, I'll share this with you. Uh, we do the NBA combine. Mm-hmm. It's electronic timing. You know, everything's legit. You've got all the tools. I do. And uh, so his he did redshirt, as you recall. He came in touching eleven nine, and that's a that was a forty two inch approach. Wow. And um, do his redshirt year, you say, well, he can't get better. It's forty two. Well, we didn't do anything special. Uh, but uh, he did get stronger. He was already really strong. He built like a football player. Looked like a safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not tall. He's he, he said he was six five. He's about six two and a half is what he really was. He touched over twelve feet. Okay, wow. so I can't tell you exactly how much he swears it's twelve three. I don't think it was that high because my vertex only goes to twelve. Because mm-hmm. we've only had a few guys since I've been here have ever gone get over, over that. If you go yeah. to the NBA combine, there's only one or two per combine that do it. So it's not something, you know, we need a bigger Vertec usually. Um, so he he got over it. Of course, Chris Bankston got over it. Chris Bankston has the highest uh, standing touch I've ever measured. He seems like that when he goes up that he's going to clobber his head against the rim or the backboard at well, any point. Well, I'll give you perspective. Think about the square. It's 11-6. He touched his best touch standing with no approach is 11-9. Wow. The second highest I've ever measured, Shane Edwards, that was 11, seven and a half. Wow. And so that gives you a perspective. Yeah. Uh, and so um, Chris also can touch well over 12, but but he is 6'7 with a seven-something for wingspan, whereas Ray John had medium. He wasn't long. Mm-hmm. And so I would say conservatively he's a 45, maybe higher wow. uh, approach. And he was super fast. I mm-hmm. mean, he had it all – He's probably, well, A.J. Do you remember A.J.? Yeah. Uh, I would say he was a total package. And, you know, he's, you know, so You've seen some athletes come through here. It's a lot of fun. I, and, uh, you know, it's funny. I can't remember a lot of things, but I can remember all of these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have to worry about COVID-19 and what it's going to look like. How has it changed the way the weight room is set up? Great question. It's, um, so we, we're required uh, to have 12 feet separate. So good news is my platforms are 12 and a half feet, you know, space between them. And we can really run eight. I'm running about four at a time right now, but we can put somebody behind the platform and keep 12 feet and 12 feet on the side. And that's probably what we'll have to do in in July. And this, we won't get to do everything we normally get to do, but we'll do the things that really count. And then second, how are you, because this would be the time of the year that, if those athletes were here, you're working with them. How are you doing that now? How are you able to 
keep up with them and, and their workouts? Well, uh, we're somewhat limited on that for the NCAA. We're not really supposed to ask them how they're doing. How we communicate is I've sent them out a program with links to running. You know, I've got examples on the court of everything we want them to do. Mm-hmm. You can even do it on a football field. You don't have to have a court. Uh, and the weights, uh, we push. We got an uh, ability to push each day to their phone. So all they and it's their own workouts. Not everybody, anybody, but theirs. And so all they have to do is open their phone up, and the workouts there for that day for them. And it's up to them to do it. Right. Uh, but uh, and, and, you know, if they have any questions, we can certainly help them. But we're not allowed to ask them if they've done it or sure. not. But if they're going to because be, they're voluntary workouts. Right. And and so, but if they're going to be, if we're going to be good, they're doing something. And it's nice to have the technology to where you're able to send that to That's them. Right. And so they wake up tomorrow morning and boom, they see, okay, here's what I have to do today. That's right. And it's just up to them to do it. And, uh, of course, the ones here, those are the ones I'm having the most fun with. Uh, we're getting good work, but we're taking our time. I will tell you, because uh, I've seen a lot of kids uh, in a lot of years here now, um, taking off March and April and May, they're not the same as they usually usually are. You're going to have to go a little slower. You're just going to have to, you know, they're not going to come back like you like you pictured them when, before they left. Mm-hmm. And so what I've seen is most of our physical numbers are, are quite a bit off. But here's the great thing about kids. They're coming back really fast. And that's what, you know, being young and being talented, you can do that. And then when you have an athlete that unfortunately suffers an injury – Jacob Hoy takes care of that part of it and you kind of help a little bit with some of the rehab and everything and, and getting them built back up to where they can play and I think about Nicole Hemphill uh, with the women's basketball team who tore ACL at, at Troy last year and she's trying to get back to where she's going to be able to hopefully contribute at some point this next season. Well, I mean, that's a tough kid. Very got a got a strong will. I mean, you can see that just the way she plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's somebody that if we could get a little more athletic, uh, oh my gosh, it would go straight to her game because she has all the other things. And so, yeah, this summer was supposed to be a really big summer, or it is to get back healthy. But I was hoping that we could have some really good time with her, see if we could train her, and see how she responded. It's tough for the freshmen. Usually you, you kind of let them feel it out, and there's so much on their plate. I don't worry about them until the next year as mm-hmm. much. Uh, I want them to feel comfortable in what they're doing, and the numbers, it, they'll start pushing them more. But uh, Nicole, I'm, I'm sure if she can, she'll come back as strong as she can. That's uh, why you didn't know about Monique Townsend, because she was a freshman. You're just like, well, let them figure it out. And then she comes to you. She's like, hey, I want some more. That's right, and the good ones will do that. Yeah. And, and by the way, Nicole is, wants some more too. She oh, was I know playing she on, does. She was playing on being here. She's very competitive. Yeah. See, we rate our athletes one star, two star, three star, just like they do. And, you know, we have an algorithm we tap in that's got like 35,000 college athletes that have gone through it. So it's pretty, it's, you know, 25 years old. So it's got some really good data sets. And it compares you by gender, sport, and those things, and by your body weight, biometrics. So it'll give you an output. And, you know, if you're, if you're a one-star, you want to be a two-star. If you're a two-star or three-star, that's how also I evaluate my effectiveness mm-hmm. and my staff's effectiveness. So, you know, okay, the vert went up. So what does that mean? Well, if it didn't affect our star rating, maybe it wasn't that as impactful as we wanted it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if we know this, if we can take a one-star to a three-star – and that's a, that's above a Division One athlete in this system. We know we've had an impact on that athlete, and you can do that. You can definitely do it. 
Uh, and that's why training con- consistently is so important because you can go back to a one-star really quick. It's not permanent. Right. And that's the neat thing about what we do. You know, we share it. We post it. We do the rankings. So if you're at the bottom, there's only, you know, what do you want to do about it? And if you're at the top, what are you going to do about it? You going to stay at the top or somebody's going to try to knock you off? So that's a lot of fun, and you'd be shocked how many athletes are competitive on that. I bet. Uh, you have to get the ladies ready. UConn is the first game oh, wow. of the season. Yeah. So your job is to get them ready. Foley will coach them. Yeah. You got to get them there. There you go. Well, and you know this, they got a heck of a pace. Yes, they and, do. And there's no mercy. Nope. They're going to play hard and try to score every possession. So yep. that's how they approach it. JB, this has been fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks thank for the time. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Another Big Talk on Little Rock podcast will come your way next time. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Schaap. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics. Little Rock Athletics.